is magic. And it's complete for the touchdown. For Beck, the rookie from Boomer. He grew up in Garfield, New Jersey, 10 minutes from Giant Stadium. You're talking about a kid who is just all heart. Welcome to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett and Robbie Sabo. Welcome back, Jets fans, to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett. And we're back after a one-week hiatus, quick, brief week off after the Super Bowl. And we actually haven't gotten Wayne Corbett's thoughts on the Super Bowl. So actually, we'll hit on that really quickly. Um, Wayne, how you doing tonight? Number one and number two, are you the biggest Cooper Cup fan in the world? Or is someone else have you edged out in that category? Uh, yeah, I'm doing well. Um, obviously, he's a tremendous player. You know, I talked about him in previous weeks as saying, you know, he's done a lot of the stuff that I uh, I did when I played in the slot and stuff like that. And, and, and above, far and above that, and some of the other things he's doing, he's doing things that I never did. He's a special player. I'm glad he's getting the recognition that he uh, deserves. So uh, it was an exciting game. You know, I, you know, I, I said that I wanted uh, Stafford to get his first Super Bowl, and, and he got it. The only negative about the whole day is I had a crazy 10 uh, thing parlay going and uh, Odell killed me. I had all the touchdowns, I had all the yards. I needed uh, like 11 yards for him for like 50 grand and he got hurt. And, you know, it's, what are you going to do? That kind of ruined my day, but I'm happy for Matt Stafford. Happy uh, for Cooper cup. Yeah, yeah, folks. I saw the ticket and what was it? 11 yards away. You said, yeah, 11 yeah, yeah. yards away for uh, 50,000. 50,000, just 11 yards. So if OBJ doesn't get hurt, this man's yeah. $50,000 richer. So that's a tough night. And even worse, to compound it, I texted you. I sent over James Wighouse, who writes for us, former quarterback who does a lot of film for Jets X Factor, yeah. how his parlay that he hit, FanDuel actually tweeted it out. It was a $100 right. bet that landed for 64,000. I, I think it was five bets yeah. where he got every touchdown right with the under 5.5 touchdowns for the game. And it was his wife who made the picks. I come to oh, find man. out. I'm going to write an article on it soon this week, but that was amazing. Yeah. I had the over on the quarterbacks. I had T cup and Odell touchdowns, which happened in the first quarter. I'm the, I was never fond of Odell to begin with. So uh, now I really don't like him. So. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he can come back from the injury. That's a that's terrible, but um, it is what it is, man. Uh, on to uh, on to different things. Yeah, it was a, it was a wild night. Decent game. Um, you know, the, I guess the officiating late people were complaining. The only thing is, you want to see it called on a consistent basis, and they right. were letting them play all day. And at the end, they kind of didn't let them play. Right. But other than that, I thought it was a fine. It, it was a well decently officiated game. Yeah, and now. Uh, Clean slate. 
going into the next year. You know, we'll see what everybody does in the, the drafts. Then in uh, free agency, obviously, we're in a good position with the amount of salary cap space we have in uh, two top 10 picks. And Heather Wighouse, James, our, our friend James's wife, uh, I already told her on Instagram, sent her a message. I will be calling you before week one next year, you know, right, for, right, right. for the correct picks. So just, hey, just look out. She's got it down. Nice. Oh, my goodness. What, what a night in the Wighouse household, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, and in other news, your son had some uh, exciting announcement recently. Was it last week? When he yeah. yeah, he uh, got offered at a Catholic University, which is in D.C. Uh, I was looking at a couple of other schools, but what was so attractive about Catholic is uh, my oldest son goes to Georgetown. Mm. in dc so basically they're going to be about 20 minutes apart which is nice for us to have to go one direction to visit their schools with the fact that they could be together and um means a lot to me means a lot to them so the fact that he ended up catholic is a great uh treat for the Crobet household yeah congratulations on that once i saw that that was a pretty tremendous news yeah yeah they run the um he's a receiver and they run like that red braid you know, Cliff Kingsbury, Texas Tech, you know, Cardinal uh, fire receiver offense. So yeah. I'm looking forward to him being a part of that for the next four years. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Just looking. Just glad he's playing. You yeah. know, after his last game last year in the States and we, he walked off the field and we were upset. You know, that was it for his high school career. And I was like, wow, this can't be it. You know, this can't be the end of watching my son play football. And I'm glad, uh, you know, I get four more years of watching him. Yeah, my parents, uh, just to give you a heads up, my parents were thankful with me and my sister as well. We were two years apart and uh, she wound up, I went to Wilkes in Wilkes-Barre. She went to Kings, which is right down the street. And she right. played field hockey. I played football. So it was the perfect situation. You'll get a, you get a lot more sleep uh, with these. Yeah. No, they have each other. Exactly. Yeah. So for, in terms of Jets news, it's one of those dead periods, fans, and, you know, it's it's February. We're waiting for the new league year to start in March. We're waiting for free agency. And while that's happening, you know, all the speculation's happening with the free agency, with Berrios, with some of the guys, uh, in-house free agents such as May, Crowder, uh, the list goes on. But it, mock drafts, people can't get enough of mock drafts. In the number four hole and number 10 hole, especially, but in the number four hole, this is a draft this year where no one knows what the hell is going to happen. You know, there aren't quarterbacks at the top of the draft, so it's really unpredictable. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, if you were to tell Jets fans he might drop to four this time last year, no one would have believed it, yet he might. Uh, A lot of people have Thibodeau falling to four. Could it be Evan Neal at number four? Uh, No one knows. So we're going to take a Quick look at a couple mock drafts. All right, so we're looking at uh, David Wyatt Houpton, um, our good friend at Jet Sex Factor, his latest mock draft. And see, yeah, he has Thibodeau falling to number four. He, he's the quintessential guy with the, the raw physical traits. The only concern is the motor. And, you know, it's kind of the opposite of Aiden Hutchinson right now, where where most mocks have Hutchinson going ahead of Thibodeau. And then in pick four, uh, pick 10, he's got Traylon Burks, Arkansas receiver. Uh, Wayne, in terms of these first two picks, how keen are you on wanting to see a re- at least one receiver with those two picks? Yeah, 
Um, there's certainly, you know, uh, top 10, you know, talent is the receivers. As far as the Thibodeau guy, he uh, he's a good player. I know they question his motor, but, you know, in the last two years, you know, where he was picked to be in, in the draft, you know, um, maybe that got to him a little bit as far as how hard he had to try. You just think if you get a motivator like Coach Sala that can get a kid like that with that kind of talent, you know, I'm sure he can get him. Fired up. But as far as receiver, I know um I've I've heard a couple different names, but Drake London is probably the yeah. the the biggest name if if it could fall to us. I know uh Atlanta's looking for a receiver and they're at eight and we're at ten. But um, you know, that kid Wilson from Ohio State's good. Um the, you know, the kid that you have them picking uh is also good. But yeah, uh London's yeah. a true, true number one. Uh, he's a, he's a stud. I think he's going to be a great talent in the league, uh, you know, right from right from the get go. So, you know, another thing saying is uh, this offensive alignment. You know, I think we could use some offensive line help, too. So definitely going to be some good players there at uh, both picks we have in the top 10. Yeah, the latest consensus in terms of taking all the mocks across the entire landscape in the media has uh, Iquanu, the North Carolina State offensive tackle, going to number four at the Jets. And that would mean Evan Neal, Hutchinson, and Thibodeau get picked in the top three. Would Joe Douglas go this route? Or would he take a receiver in the four spot earlier than people expect it? What do you think? I don't think, so. I don't think you take a receiver at four. I think there's two or three are good enough that will be available at 10. I mean, this draft doesn't even have a, a receiver, not one going in the top 10. And Stingley's a great player, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, looking for also that uh, cornerback from uh, Cincinnati. What's his name? Sauce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gardner. Yeah, Sauce that Gardner. Kid, yeah, that kid's tremendous, too. I don't you know, see how he does it, like the combine and stuff. But I heard he didn't give up a, a touchdown in his whole college career. I mean, that's pretty special. And obviously the Hamilton safety from uh, Notre Dame is good too. I'm not sure what we're doing with our safety situation, but there's a lot of good talent in the top 10. Yeah. I think, I think fans are shying away from the safety at the number four spot because of what happened with Adams and may, Uh, you know, it's tough to, yeah, safety. I love the position. That's what I played, but it is devalued in today's league, you know, because of the rules in a lot of ways, uh, how would you feel about that, though? Safety at number four? No. No, right? Unless it's Ed Reed or Sean Taylor. Generational. It, yeah. I mean, there's no there's no need for it. You can get it somewhere else in the middle or end of the first round or, or, or second or third round, a quality player, you know. But a shutdown corner, yeah. you know, those are hard to find. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. For Hamilton to be even a consideration, he'd have to – top pick in the draft he'd have to be consensus no-brainer ridiculous hall of fame talent right off the bat and i don't know if hamilton was that and that's not the case right and i'm an ordained fan too so you know it's it's tough to you know it's tough to go that route at number four um last topic for today jets giants for those who listen to the podcast you know wayne was a giants fan growing up he was born in what was it the 70s i believe What's born, in, born in the great decade of the 70s 73 yeah 73 there you go so he it's right in his wheelhouse when they won the 
first chip in 1986. He had uh, dreams of drenching parcels with that Gatorade. Right. Uh, and, you know, the Jets-Giants rivalry has been, you know, a pretty good thing over the years. The first game was after Super Bowl III. Uh, where the Jets were coming off a championship and the Giants, you know, were stuck, mired in a in a bad spot. It, when you think Jets Giants, what comes to your mind? Um, yeah, just as a kid, you know, after going to church and Sundays, you know, it was one o'clock, four o'clock, Jets Giants or Giants Jets, and the whole yeah. time was spent on the uh, on the couch with the family, and I, every halftime or in between games, we'd go out and throw the ball around outside. Me and my dad, that was like our Sunday thing. Uh, and I always said, you know, occasionally we'd get tickets scalped on Route 17 and go see the mm -hmm. Giants play. And never like a Cowboys or Redskins game. It was like the Cardinals or some crappy team we'd go see. But, uh, yeah, my dream was to, you know, coach, uh, you know, Gatorade coach Parcells. And then mm -hmm. when he came to the Jets, I was so excited to be uh, to be coached by him and be involved with him. Um that I did get the Gatorade, and that's one of my uh, favorite moments in the in the league. Yeah, you got him what after the division clincher in in '98. Yeah, up in uh up in Buffalo, which is nice because it was cold as shit. And <laughs> the ice bath, um, uh, you know, and, and up there in Buffalo is a kind of payback for all the crap he put me through and you know nonsense he did to me. But uh, I enjoyed my time. You know, everything I would have hoped it would have been being coached by Bill Parcells. It lived up to the billing. Yeah, he kicks you in the ankle. You get him back in Orchard Park. Windy, yeah. cold, freezing day with Gatorade. So when you ask me what I wanted to talk about, yeah, the Giants-Jets rivalry, you know, you think about, oh, who wins the games? I know we didn't win the games when we played them. The preseason games, it was usually the third preseason game. Yeah. Um, the thing about that is that's the game that I got my chance to play. It was the first game we played in Giant Stadium my rookie year in preseason. And I got all the tickets I can get. People were come because they figured that's the last time they're going to see me because I was going to get cut after the game. And that's the game that Co-Type did the Shavak get in there in like the first mm -hmm. quarter of the game. Uh, and that's the game that kind of made, you know, helped me make the team. So that was my first experience playing in Giant Stadium. Um you know, so like I said, the big thing that I think about with Jets Giants is who got the you know the most headlines when they're winning. Obviously, yeah. Giants have had Super Bowls over the years, and we haven't. But when we won for the Jets, I think um, the fans were so star for it. New York fans were so star for it that the attention we got on, on the back page and the front page, uh, you know, was nothing like I saw with the Giants. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe they were expected to win more because they had Super Bowls. But when we won, you know, in New York, when the Jets were a good team, I think, um, you know, we got more media than any of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the three times, interestingly, and I didn't know this until today, the three times you guys played them, it, it, they just, it was fortunate, unfortunate years for you guys. It, it was 99 with Vinny. Right. It was, I think you caught a touchdown that game. And you got popped late. I think in the fourth quarter too, I forget who it was. One of the safeties got you, but you caught the ball. It was a post or a dig. Um, 2003 with Chad's injury. I don't know if it was, I think Chad was already back, but it was a tough, a tough go of it that year. And 96 as well. But the all-time series is 8-6 in favor of the Giants. They won the first one. And the Jets have had great moments against the Giants. 1988, Al Toon's game-winning touchdown. 
they knocked the Giants out of the playoffs, Parcells. They won 10 games, but that game literally knocked the Giants out of the playoffs. Went out to and scored that game winning touchdown in 1988. Yeah. Like I said, it's not the amount of games they played. It's just the, the bragging rights. And like I said, preseason is always the third play, uh, third preseason game. Yeah. So that's kind of like the, you know, the last two of the season. No one plays in the fourth preseason game. None, none of the starters. So that's kind of like the starters are in into the, you know, into the second half. Uh, and there's bragging rights because these are the guys you see all over town uh, in the offseason. Guys, you have to see at events. And you kind of remember that. You kind of remember playing against each other and not so much the results, but like the head to head battles and stuff like that. And I always told you that, you know, Strahan ended up being, um, you know, one of the best men in my wedding. Um, did he really? After, yeah. After I, did. I, 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 got I, I either forgot about that or I did not know. You could see me and him, uh, you know, it, you know, this is him at the altar. I don't know if you can see it talking to uh, me. Yeah, we can. And talking to my wife, telling uh, me he's going to kick my butt if he's ever mean to my wife. <laughs> he wasn't so, trying to talk uh, talk her out of it. Uh, we got we got close, you know, while we did an event like in western Pennsylvania in the middle of nowhere. And we just got to talking. I think this was my rookie year, second year. And we just became great friends. Still great friends. And it was just weird. It's from completely different parts of the world. You know, he's in Germany, you know, dad was in the military and, you know, because kind of offense, defense, Giants, Jets, black, white, low draft pick. There's so much different contrast in our relationship, but we got uh, together so well um, and, and we're still friends. It's just a, a crazy thing that uh, it worked out that way. Yeah, he kind of entered the, the league at the same time as you, right? Maybe maybe a couple years before. Yeah, yeah just before me. Just, yeah. just for me, but um, yeah, he's a brother, and uh, you know, I'm happy for him getting the Super Bowls. And in, in, when um, they won the last Super Bowl, I was actually out there. Uh, you know, went to see the game. I guess, I guess, when they won the in Arizona, is yes. that when they beat the Patriots? Yeah, yeah, that's tiring. Rooting for him. Um, so uh, some great memories we have. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Jets. I think Jets fans have lightened up to the Giants. A lot more since they beat Brady twice in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, so, uh, he, he, people say you can't root for both the Jets and Giants or the both the Yankees or Mets. It's, that's not true. If you're a fan of New York sports, you're a fan. Of, you maybe have a little favoritism, but there's nothing wrong rooting for all the New York teams. And that's how I feel about it. People say you can't be a Yankee and a Mets fan. Oh, I am. You know, yeah. live with it. Yeah. You know, I like, uh, like the guys. I root for the guys. I root for, the, you know, New York. I mean, how is it in, uh, you know, other other places that have two teams? You know, it is what it is. If you like both teams, you like them. Yeah, I would say the only thing I would it was more egregious if the guys, if the teams are in the same division. But if not, right. you know, Yankees right. and Mets, Giants and Jets, they're completely right. separate. It's not right. even, um, you know, an on paper rivalry, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. If you, I mean, you wrote from all year in, in both the separate divisions. If they make it to the World Series or Super Bowl, then you can favor the one or the other. But for the most part, there's nothing wrong with rooting for them all year. Yeah. Yeah. So Jets, Giants, series, history, they're next slated to play. They played in 2019. Jets won. Jets have won the last two. And, you know, the last game featured that Jamal Adams ripped the ball out of Daniel Jones's hand. Uh, scamper for that touchdown. Darnold had a good game. Um, 
34, 27. So they've won the last two Fitzpatrick. Remember the one in 2015 when Fitzpatrick and the Jets won in overtime? OBJ actually spiked the ball. It was either an overtime or at the end of the game, cost his team 15 yards, almost cost the team the game. Uh, So the Jets are trying to go for three in a row in a couple of years. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to talk about, um, we had an appearance set up for last month that got snowed out, but this Sunday at a place called QB Bowl in Middletown, New York, uh, this Sunday, me, Lavernius, are having an appearance with uh, David Tyree and Manningham. Um, Basically, the place is bowling with footballs. That's called QB Bowl in Middletown, New York. Uh, and they also have axe throwing and cornhole. They have a smash room where you go in there and just smash stuff. Um, you know, it's like a Dave and Buster's kind of place. So if people want to come out and see me, Lavernius versus Tyree and Manningham, uh, it'll be a good, good time Sunday. And like I said, another competition between Jets and Giants. Um, and it's always fun to do that uh, and, and see the guys that, uh, you know, we played against way back when. What's the venue called again? Go QB Ball. Um, Middletown, New York. No okay. card vendors and you know, kind of autographs and all kind of uh, experiences like that. So uh they said come see me. You know, if you can go on uh Wayne J. Crebet on uh you know Instagram, there's all different kind of details and the times and the all that kind of stuff for the event. Okay, yeah, it's gotta be near the Galleria Galleria Mall somewhere. Um, there's a mall in Middletown. Um, but yeah, QB ball, check out Wayne's Instagram and Twitter for details. Uh, hop on Jets X Factor, use the promo code, discount code 80. We're having a lot of subscriptions flood in using discount code 80. And we're going to do another meet and greet too on uh, in late March. I believe it's March 23rd, uh, but we'll tweet it out after this uh, episode, probably Wednesday morning, to give you the details. Also, the giveaway. What do you want to do with the giveaway? What is the giveaway? Um, not sure what we're going to do yet. If it'll be many, many helmet or, uh, they have some great, uh, pictures that mean Lavernius are going to sign at the event, Uh great picture, me and him together. So maybe that'll be the giveaway. Uh, okay. and, and in closing, just want to let you know, if you can see, I have a black eye, it's kind of going away. I did not get beat up. <laughs> I got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and walked into a wall, the corner of a door. And almost broke my cheek going, knocked myself out. But uh, that's when you get when you uh, you know uh, you don't put the lights on in the middle of the night. Thought I could. Thought I moved. I moved to a different house, and I don't know the layout like I used to when the lights are on. So yes, I did not get beat up. I walked into the uh, and walked into the door. He doesn't, so, folks. He doesn't even have his home field advantage yet in his no, own house. So, so that's my story, and I'm sticking to it, man. So. Hey, I, to be honest, I didn't even notice it. I wish right. I had, though. I would have ribbed you a little bit. Uh, yeah. Opportunity the hat, lost. The hat low. Yeah. Damn. Opportunity lost. Next time. Next time. Oh. All right, Jets fans. We'll, we'll catch you next week. Uh, more draft stuff. Free agency is really going to be the topic uh, next week and week after. Um, check out Wayne's Twitter, Instagram. Hop on iTunes. Give us a, a rating and a review. Five-star rating. Uh, nice written review and be on the lookout for the giveaway next week. Discount code 80 at jetsexfrictor.com. Um, until next time, folks, we'll catch you later. Yep.